This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another informative show for you. Before we welcome our guest, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents here on the WVSA Digital Network. And with us today is Derek Raines, Performance Enhancement Specialist at A-Game Sports Performance in Charleston. Derek, welcome back to the program. Hey, great. I appreciate you having me. It's always a pleasure. Now, Derek, today on the show, we're going to be talking about our adult soccer players in the state. Of course, West Virginia is a dual organization. We serve the youth soccer population as well as the adult soccer population. And, of course, we've got these adult leagues around our state and our adult athletes competing every single weekend. And, of course, these are the same people that have regular jobs and have to go back to it after the weekend matches and and, and Lord knows they don't want to be injured any way, shape, or form trying to get through as a weekend warrior. So we figured we'd bring you on the show. You're the perfect person to talk about this subject with and uh, you know maybe give some tips to our uh, adult athletes and helping them manage uh, better through these, uh, through these events on, on the weekends. Um, now, Great, I know, sure. now, I know this may sound pretty obvious, but an, an adult athlete's body is different than a youth athlete's body. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that, the difference there? Sure. And so, you know, as you can imagine, um, there, you know, the, the differences are, are vast. Um, but when it, so when it, when it comes to especially soccer, which, uh, is a, you know, it's a, um, high intensity, uh, you know, short burst explosive sports. Um, when you're talking about the difference between young athletes and older athletes, as it relates to soccer and, and especially as it relates to an explosive sport, uh, I've really broken down to three sort of broader categories, uh, that considerations that you need to think about and, and maybe read up a little bit more on also. Um, of course, you're, everyone's welcome to talk to me about those as well. But the three biggest differences are, as we get older, we, we don't react and adapt to our environment quite as well. Uh, that starts to take a decline once we hit our 30s and then, of course, moving forward um, as we age. Uh, meaning that, you know, we, the, the, the visual and sort of tactile stimuli that we take in around us, which is what we rely on when we're playing a sport, we don't react quite as well to those things uh, as we used to. It starts to take a decline. Um, now, this this is something we can train, and we'll get into a little bit of that as we move along this podcast, But because um, all these things are trainable. Um, but it does take a, a decline uh, naturally. And the second thing is bone density. Um, once we get into – once we start to lose uh, testosterone as guys, and, of course, there's, there's, there's hormones that estrogen things dip in women – um, we start to lose bone density a little, again a little bit over time, um, and so that you know that that it, it decline puts our structure in decline is the best way to put it, um, and so that's also something to keep in mind, especially from a nutritional aspect. And then the third is we are collagen. Collagen is is the term we use for the substance that makes up our tissue, uh, like our our muscles, ligaments, um, and so we those bonds start to loosen and we start to lose our elasticity a bit and so it makes our ligaments and some of these structures a little more easily torn 
Um, so from an injury standpoint, so those three broad categories are the biggest differences as far as from, from an older to a younger athlete. Now, when we talk about our adult athletes, obviously these are weekend warriors and, and, and a lot of, uh, uh, the adult leagues that I know about in our state are a non practice oriented league for the most part. Uh, they come in on right. the weekends, they play on a Saturday or they play on a Sunday. Uh, they have one, maybe two matches. Um, so there's not a lot of training that goes into it. It's just basically an extension for those who grew up with soccer, who love the sport, that want to continue playing after they've aged out from high school and college and, uh, you know, an opportunity for them to just continue to play. What are some tips that you can give uh, these adult athletes to better prepare during the week to get ready to play, say, a match on Sunday? Okay, so so really that I was thinking about this this question and really what it um, – what it boils down to is a couple considerations. Everybody who's playing a sport, uh, especially, you know, people our age who are playing a sport, like on the weekends or even a couple times through the week, it's really important to keep up a regular strength uh, training regimen, even if it's a couple of times a week. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything fantastic. This doesn't have to be any heavy weight lifting. Uh, even just body weight resistance exercises really go a long way um, to maintain our lean muscle mass, um, which helps keep our joints stable, um, to maintain our, uh, uh, like I said, some of these hormonal levels that we need to be explosive and to help us react and things. Um, so that maintaining that, that strength training and, um, you know, cardiovascular training regimen each week is really the most important thing you can do to prepare. Even if you're not playing, um, soccer throughout the week, maintaining that basic uh, exercise regimen with a strength training component is really important. And then, of course, the nutritional and sleep component, which, um, you know, cannot ever be overstated because that's where we are able to recover. During the night when we're sleeping is when we, um, some of these nutrients, macro and micronutrients alike, are working in our body to help our tissues repair from anything that we've done to them. Um, and keeping hydrated, properly hydrated. So you want to keep that good balance of, of you, know, you want to take in as much water as you can because that's what allows those nutrients to work in our body to absorb and help us filter out waste. And then, you know, make sure that your diet is, is consistent also. I mean, one of the biggest precursors to injury from a broad standpoint, uh, especially in older athletes, is body composition. We're carrying around a little more weight than we should. Um, then we're really putting ourselves at an increased risk for injury when we go out there on the field or on the court or whatever it is we're doing. And so those are some of the considerations to take. Um, and, and I know that I know that like your question was sort of in the scope of one week, but honestly, if you're if you're just playing, you know, one time a week and you're not doing any other exercise, you're really putting yourself up at risk. So just starting that regimen is probably the best thing you can do. So now say I'm a I'm an adult athlete, I'm getting ready for a match on Sunday and Sunday rolls around and it's a one o'clock match. Um, what are some things that I can do prior to that match kickoff that can help better prepare me for the stresses that I'm gonna put my body through? Sure. So in in our profession, um a couple of the things uh that I, that I think are really important before we go out and do an explosive sport that sometimes get ignored. Uh, well, first of all, there's, there's a common misconception. A lot of people go straight out and they start stretching right away. 
Um, you know, you'll see people bend over or stretching their hamstrings or stretching their, you know, hip flexors or just really pulling and tugging on those things. And we've really gotten away from some of the static stretching before um, exercise, especially explosive exercise um, a while ago. But, you know, some people are, are, are not informed. They're not quite educated on that. And so they're still doing that. Um, we've moved toward what we call um, muscle activation. And I'm sure people are familiar with the term dynamic warm-ups. And uh, what dynamic warm-ups do, um, they start that what we call um, muscle fiber recruitment. And they really prime our neurological, so our nervous system, for explosive movement. They get those muscles ready. All of these muscle fibers that are inside of our muscles, when we're just walking around, um, they're not quite turned on. You have to put them through progressive low-grade stresses before everything in that muscle is primed and ready to go. So, and there's a variety of different types of muscle activation um, that, that you can do in different types. I mean, there's a million different dynamic warm-ups, and they're all great. Um, you know, th these things you can look up anywhere on the net. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I give up these out to, to athletes that I know all the time to help them get ready. Um, of course, you know, making sure that you are eating properly, I think people sometimes they hear that and they take it for granted, but again, it can't be overstated. Um, hydration and, and your nutrition, um, especially for older athletes, you know, about um, we we there's a couple of studies out there. Twenty to twenty-five grams of protein in the morning really helps us get our metabolism started um, and can can sort of help us uh, get ready for some of these rigors physically. So that's another great tip you can do before a match also. Um, but I, I suggest, you know, keeping your joints mobilized, um, looking into dynamic warm-up and muscle activation, and getting yourself a good routine, and, of course, that nutritional component. I think one thing that maybe us adult athletes um, uh, sometimes battle with is we don't – we hate to think that we're getting older. We hate to think that we're not, you know, who we were <laughs> when we were 18. and um, But we need to recognize that we're getting older. We need to recognize that we need to – prepare our bodies a little bit more. We need to take that extra time to do it. I mean, I, I give the example all the time to people that on a winter morning, I'm going out and warming up my car. My car's, you know, 10, right. 10 years old, and I'm not just going to go turn it on and then pull out of the yard real quick. I'm going to give it time to warm up, you know, just so it gets in, in, in better shape to perform. Wouldn't you agree? Yo, absolutely. I mean, one thing that I'm telling a lot of uh, uh, my friends, colleagues, um, you know, even some of the clients that I've had, especially like our, you know, we, we tend to deal with younger athletes, but their parents. I mean, I've, I've had these conversations a lot. And you're seeing right now in pro sports, you know, you're seeing what Tom Brady's able to accomplish, LeBron James are able to accomplish. And some of the lesser known stars, I mean, look at Vince Carter in the NBA. He's well into his 40s. Uh, Frank Gore in the NFL, he's, he's, approaching 40 I and mean, he's I think 16 17 seasons in the league um the way that these guys are accomplishing these feats and I know that these are professional athletes and that they're genetically gifted to begin with but honestly we're seeing this now because there's so much science out there that deals in recovery and the components of recovery and these guys are taking that seriously um you know it's not this bigger stronger faster higher intensity training than it was in the past, especially when we transition into this age, it's how do they manage recovery? And they're really meticulous about it. And you're seeing what it yields. 
Um, and, you know, another thing that I tell, um, I, I, you know, as you know, Marcus, I've been in physical therapy for about 20 years. And one thing I started to tell my patients is that once you are um, get into your 30s and beyond, when you treat uh, an injury, an ache, a pain, you know, if you've, if you've come to therapy, that is now a part with the exercises that you're doing, the things you're doing to recover from that injury. Those are a part of your athletic profile from now on. And the good news is all these things can be trained. You know, one thing we do know, again, from research is that the body can be trained at every age. Uh, the training effect never goes away. Uh, 70s, 80s, I mean, that may sound remarkable, but it really does. And so, you know, the things that I would tell people are um, make sure that you, from a nutritional standpoint, and I know we've already we've sort of beat that down already today, but from a nutritional standpoint, and so here's the thing with older athletes, too, they tend to keep body composition in mind as far as everybody wants to lose weight you know it's a little tougher to lose weight we don't burn fat as, as efficiently as we used to and so I think a lot of older athletes they don't eat they believe that they've gone out and exercised and they think well I've burned all these calories I want to put them back or I'm going to keep this weight on me but that's not really the case and it's not as safe as it can it is the case but it's not as it's not a safe way to approach um, an explosive sport so make sure that you're putting back uh, at least you know, most of what you use, you know, if you still want to lose a little bit of weight, you can do that, but make sure you're putting back most of what you use during that competition. That's really a big deal to make sure that that tissue is healthy for the next time. Um, and, you know, again, going back to PT, physical therapy, if you have an injury that you've ever had, if you have aches and pains, do not ignore those. Treat those things. Um, you know, one thing I tell my athletes of every age, is that I've worked with so many different types of teams in my career um, at every age, both genders, and the top three to five players, and I don't mean the most talented, I mean the most effective best players on every team of every sport, they're in my athletic training room every single day because they understand the importance of maintaining injuries and addressing aches and pain. So please do that if you're having any of those. All right, say I'm an athlete. I just uh, went out and played for 90 minutes. Um, what are some tips uh, for after the match? Because like you mentioned, recovery is important as we get older. Well, yeah. what's, what's the start of that recovery process to do right after the match? Well, so the, right after the match, the first thing is make sure that you're replenishing your fluids first because not everybody's hungry. You know, I don't know anyone that comes right off of a soccer field and goes over and chews on a steak you know what I mean um, it's just it's not that's not always uh practical but you know so make sure you're replenishing those fluids um and electrolytes you don't have to come right off the field and hammer a lot of carbohydrates like I said especially if you're an older athlete you know we really don't want to put some of that excess back onto our waistline um but you do need that good mixture of of carbohydrates and, and protein excuse me carbohydrates and protein to uh, help that tissue repair so right after that match, you know, make sure that you're you're getting your fluid balance back um, and, you know, find a good solid uh, mixture of, of protein and carbohydrates. You know, everyone, it's funny, I've been saying this, we've known this research for a long time is that, and now you're seeing it pop up in ads, is that, you know, chocolate milk is the best recovery drink for athletes. It's funny, we've had all these formulated recovery drinks for years and they've, they've been marketed so well, but good old fashioned um uh, chocolate milk has always been one of the, the best mixtures uh, in terms of composition um, for athletes for athletic recovery because it's got those 
uh, that fat for absorption, um, and it's got the good mixture of carbohydrates and protein to help us repair. So, you know, within the next two hours, you know, while you're, while you're having some inflammation, make sure that you're, number one, treating any aches and pains you have, even if you believe that they're minor, um, with, you know, either anti-inflammatories or, you know, cryotherapy uh, while you're getting that fluid replacement. And then somewhere between two and three hours, make sure that you're getting that post-game meal in so that it can start, start going to work on those tissues. Um, and that's your, that's your optimal time window. You know, don't wait too long. Um, and that night, make sure you get another 30, 40 minutes of sleep. It's not practical to tell everybody, hey, go to sleep for 10 hours. We would all like to be able to sleep 10 hours, <laughs> and that would be optimal for our body, right? But that's not practical. But do, on these days where you're competing at a high level, try to get, you know, schedule some time for some extra sleep because it's going to work out for you on the back end. What about your muscles? I know that uh, that the talk has been, um, you know, dynamic warm-up. Uh, what about the cool-down session? Yep. Now, it's funny. So we talked about static stretching earlier. Um, the cool down, as far as the cool down goes, um, static stretching is optimal right afterward. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm still thinking in terms of recovery and nutrition. I, you can tell, Marcus, too, I've, I've really dove into this a little more over the last couple of years. Once I turned 40, I started to dive into the, into the nutritional aspect even more myself. But uh, from a physical standpoint, static stretching is best right afterward because Right then is when we uh, we are at our, our uh, highest aerobic capacity, so we got a lot a lot of blood pumping through our body, and so we want to stimulate that lymphatic system to drain out some of that debris. Because once we when we played something at a high level like soccer, you know we have this it's it's good inflammation, but we have inflammation and we've torn down some of our tissue, and so we have that debris floating around, and we want to push that out, which is why the fluid replacement directly after is also so important. Um, we want to stimulate our limb system, and static stretching does that. It stimulates uh, serotonin levels, which we want. Uh, it stimulates the lymphatic system to start to drain out uh, some of the debris from inflammation that we just created. And, of course, it helps us elongate that tissue, uh, which is good for any sort of damage that we've done. So static stretching right afterward on every, every one of the, um, the major joints uh, is, is really good. Can you give us a tip or two for our adult athletes on things they can do, say, okay, they had the match on Sunday, um, things they can do during the week to prepare for next week's match? Yeah, sure. So what I would do is I would look into um, a strength training regimen that involves um, balance increases, uh, especially unilaterally. Because so soccer is a, a sport that involves sprinting. And so we want to train within our movement patterns that we're, that we're using, right? And so, in other words, you know, going in and if you you're, know you're playing soccer on the weekends once, twice a week, you know, it's not very practical to go into the gym and, and hit a heavy bench press. Um, so you're going to want to do, you know, unilateral things, um, you know, lunging. Um, we're going to do core stabilization work because you're going to need that core stabilization um, you know, you'll want to work some, some basic fundamental sprint mechanics. Um, you'll want to do, make sure that your glutes, um, your glute muscles are activated and that they're as strong as they can be. Um, you're going to want to mobilize those hip joints. And there's a variety of hip mobilizations to do. Mar Marcus, you know by now um, how big I am on hip mobilization. Oh, yeah. And what that does for the entire chain. Yeah, going all the way down. Yeah, you know, hip mobilization we could talk all day about hip mobilization and what it means for ankle health. 
And so those are some of the broader categories that you should approach in your strength training through the week. Um, and then, of course, you know, some of the things that we mentioned, um, make sure that you're uh, maintaining your, 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 your sleep. Try to increase your sleep through the week. Um, even more and more research is coming out now on how integral that really is, um, not just to our recovery, but to our preparation. Um, one thing that I've, I've, we've known for a long time, but I've really looked into more in depth, uh, again, since I'm definitely in that aging athlete category, is uh, what some of these uh, considerations we take mean to well, what my testosterone levels and what these hormone levels do for our preparation um, for high-intensity exercise and explosive movement. Um, and, you know, so if we're not hydrated, if we're lack, if we have a lack of sleep, um, and if we're, you know, if we're in a deficit, like a nutritional deficit, if you're someone that's trying to lose weight and you're not, um, properly feeding yourself, some of these cortisol levels in your body are really going to go up and they're going to be, um, at the at best counterintuitive and at worst damaging, um, to your body. And then, you know, you go out through the week and you think that you're really prepared and, and all these things are precursors to injury because they, they uh, leave our tissues vulnerable. Um, and, you know, be, be aware of some of the um, – um, I know this doesn't pertain to the week leading up, but I just want to make the point. You know, be aware of some of the common injuries for older athletes, um, especially right now, Achilles injuries um, in explosive sports for the, the, you know, the 32 to 50 crowd um, are, are really something to take into consideration because um, we're still – we can still be explosive especially if we're training and if we're, um, you know, if we're doing this all the time. But, again, we're losing that elasticity in our tissues. So, you know, make sure that those joints are mobilized um, properly. Uh, even if you're not doing a, a lot of strength training, make sure that you're going through some stretching, you know, before you go to bed and some joint mobilization during your workout and during your day. All right, Derek, as we uh, wrap things up here on the podcast, if you could just leave one thought with our adult players on getting through surviving their match on the weekend, just one <laughs> one thought, what would that one thought be to those athletes? I would say educate yourself on you know the rigors of the sport and apply those to your body and your abilities. Um you know, and, and that's not to say uh, that's not to say that you can't you can't go all out, and that doesn't mean that you can't get better. You know, we just said the training effect takes place at every single age. So really, be cognizant of what your limitations currently are, and then work throughout your week and throughout your training to improve your own limitations. Because not only is that going to make you better at the sport that you're still playing and that you want to be really great at but it will also keep you safe. So really educate yourself and become as self-aware as possible. That's, that's great advice. Um, Derek is a performance enhancement specialist at A-Game Sports Performance in Charleston. Uh, Derek, talk to us a little bit about A-Game, uh, what you guys offer, and how folks can get in contact with you if they want to know more. Sure, great. Thanks, Marcus. Um, so we are, we're located uh, downtown um, on Canal Boulevard. Um, it used to be the old WWK building, and I am um, a partner with Generations Physical Therapy uh, and SNAP Fitness. So we have um, really a comp- one of the most, if not the most comprehensive facility, definitely in Charleston, um, one of the most in the tri-state area in terms of 
being able to offer performance enhancement services, um, 24-hour fitness plus uh, physical therapy services. And from a performance enhancement standpoint, what we do is we take athletes and we apply advanced strength conditioning principles um, to their preparation, um, which separates us from personal training. One of the things that I, I try to dispel constantly is, you know, we are not personal trainers. Um, we are professional certified strength coaches uh, with graduate degrees. And what that means is that we apply, you know, if you've been to a, a professional or, you know, a, a college strength conditioning room, we apply all of these principles of high-level high athletics to our clients and our patients. Um, we do bridge programs, which means um, we take athletes out of physical therapy for an injury that they've been rehabilitating, and we transition them right back into their highest-level training. Um, and that sort of defines what performance enhancement is, um, and that's, that's what we do here. We have great coaches. We have a great staff. Uh, again, all of us are, are – um, are educated. We've, we've got a wealth of experience. Um, you can contact me uh, my on my right now. We're still in the sort of the throes of COVID. We're still we matter of fact, we still have we're returning our our administrative capabilities back. But for now, I'm still doing the scheduling. So uh, my number is 304-542-5842. My email is agamept1 at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, we're on Facebook, uh, A-Game Performance Training Systems. Uh, and you're welcome to messages um, on there also. And I invite you to take a look at some of the things that we do. Um, and yeah, so uh, we, we're happy to have everyone. Uh, we're doing well. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, they deal with a, a lot of uh, wide-ranging athletes from uh, state champion high school swimmers uh, to uh, collegiate soccer players. And in all full disclosure, uh, my daughter, who's a D2 college uh, women's soccer player, uh, is a, uh, a customer client at uh, A-Game Sports Performance. And um, like I've told Derek a number of times, uh, I contribute his uh, his facility and his program and his trainings uh, to drastically reduce the number of injuries that she's received over her, you know, gosh, uh, almost 15 year soccer career. <laughs> so. Well, I appreciate that. And that's our, that's our primary goal. Uh, you know, they say in, in, you know, in the NFL um, and in pro sports everywhere, you know, the best ability is availability. And so, you know, that's one thing that we pride ourselves on. And, and the great thing about it, too, is that the investment that you make on this front end of the prevention of injuries well outweighs uh, the, the money that you would end up having to pay out for, you know, uh, ACL reconstruction um, oh. and, and all this other <laughs> and all this other stuff. It's it, it's amazing. It's other- amazing. Well, I'm glad. Well, I forgot to talk about that too, Marcus. I'm glad you segued into that. Our so our program is unique. Um, our model is unique as far as training goes. We've I fashioned my model after you know my time in PT, and so what we do is um, our, we are $35 a session, but every every single program that we do, we do a, a comprehensive evaluation of our athletes when they come in. Every program is completely individualized to that athlete and charted um, so that we're always, you know, measuring our progressions, um, which any good program should measure your progression. Um, and that we like our model because 
the fact that we do individualized programs, but we don't do one-on-one keeps our costs to a minimum. Um, and so, you know, everybody gets the highest level programming for the minimal amount of cost that, they're, that they can, especially in our area. So we're really proud of that. Yep. Certainly well worth the money. Well, Derek, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and talking to us about our uh, adult athletes and how we can keep them uh, uh, safer and, and healthier throughout their uh, weekend warrior activities. Oh, you're welcome, Marcus. I'm happy to be on anytime. And thank you for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network. Or find us on our social media platforms at WVSoccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.